0: Hello, um, you're listening to the Green Antler Waterfowl Podcast. This is season two, episode 10. It's New Year's Day, and I want to share a little story or a book of poems I got from England, actually. Uh, I received it in the mail, and it's from the Bower Bird. And so I'm going to thank Lou Mycroft at the Bowerbird uh, officially first and then I'm going to read um, some bits from this book called Tigress by Jessica Mukherjee so the first I'll start by reading the back cover *Tigris* is the second collection of poems by Jessica Mukherjee who was highly recommended recomm- in the 2017 Forward Prizes Mixing themes of myth, magic, and migration, these poems explore the impact of choice upon our lives and concentrate their magnificent kaleidoscopic imagination on the intricate and often fraught nature of childhood and family, selfhood and womanhood. Fierce, often funny, always charged and revealing. Mukherjee's acute attention to detail Tracks lives lived between Bengal, Wales, and London. In exploring the intense displacement and loss that marks the experience of migration and acculturation, the poems move into territories of danger and trauma, illness and heartbreak, and ultimately into self-discovery. Mukherjee unleashes a rich and sensual moonlit menagerie of bears, big cats, wolves, and forest mothers. but every step, Tigris is wildly inventive, elegant, and utterly distinctive. Praise for Tigris. The poems in Jessica Mukherjee's Tigris are born out of families, migration, transformations, and the intimacies of altered lives on shifting ground where the everyday meets the deep myth by which we measure ourselves. The poems speak plainly, but break against oceanic complexities that continuously surprise us. George Schwartz The Tigris' bright pelt glimmers in a Welsh landscape as Jessica Mukherjee sings of the richness, lack, and longing of growing up between two cultures. Here is magic and sadness, myth, and kitchen utensils. The Imagination at Full Pitch and the Search for Self in a Fractured Mirror. Helen Ivory. So this is published by Nine Arches Press. Cover art by Laura Santi. LauraSanti.com. Price is nine dollars. No, nine pounds and ninety-nine pence. With ISBN 9781911027720. So, thank you for the Bowerbird. And here's another um, liner note on the um, inside of the book jacket. It says, In this second collection, Jessica Mukherjee's often startling voice has found its true range and material. From her Bengali parents' first flight to the UK through her own Welsh childhood to adolescence and the difficulties of adult relationships... The poems propel us breathlessly from what is this to yes in the time it takes to cheer and raise a fist. Susan Vicks. Wicks. So I'll read Tigress by Jessica Mukherjee. For my father. Support it using public funding by the Arts Council of England. The Welcome The Welcome Coy, bright and high rise, England jumps on him from red post boxes flashing taxicabs, Felicia's beacons and yellow lines He arrives the day Winston Churchill dies His land was slippery from Ganges mud Bones White stones of Sitakunda Cicac- hills, where his mother smeared hot ash on her boy's face. In a West London cafe, he sees one strange brown man stirring milky tea, shaking. Ask him, "Will you help me?" Nothing is as beautiful as this other foreign body spilling sugar in the boarding house with the thin curtains thinner walls he unpacks smells of his mother spice news of war he listens to the rolling stones wants for something more than tagore more than rituals of flowers and ash more than strikes and men with guns he takes three nights on the toilet It takes three nights on the toilet. His guts reject gorges of flyovers, mountains of concrete, wimpy burgers and golden eggs. England smeared with grime. Lands on his head. He turns on the BBC, where men speak in alternating Urdu and Hindi. Welcome, they tell him from the radio. There are things about Britain you will need to know. In Dhaka, his boss in the sugar refinery said to him, "There's nothing here for Hindus left. Go where your nay, ne- where your lot have always gone on the coattails of those Englishmen." The beginning of the flight, her rack and scud of skies begin in airmail letters from India to London. When flight, was young billow and brace of frozen mist starting from that old jump-off point at Les Barracks, rising 200 feet over the English Sea, almost crashing into Dover. Old biplanes carried ancient histories, made thunderheads in clouds that might tear tear her from the aeroplane at as she watches Birluot's crude half hour saw a future burn into her, strengthened in its landing wires with bombs dropped by zeppelins over Yarmouth. Then cauldrons, camels, spitfires and Enola Gay when the dimness grew its veil over vapor. Did Alcock and brown, think about clouds, sea herds of elephants, tail to tail in the dark, to hold up the sky and her flight from one part of the dying empire, landing like an actress on a runway in Heathrow, stairs, starts from somewhere and carries with her, with me lurking inside her eggs like a tiny spark in a vast blue-black and burning sky ink baby like a nosebleed she starts from nowhere sprawls across their pages only half drawn unlit in the bathroom mirror she spits out milk teeth and blood falls on her paper white dress in the mirror she can see cheeks blotted with fridge magnets words ink stain smudge bruise She extracts the words, arranges them along the edges of the sink with the incisors and leaves them to dry. Oceanus. There is something swimming on top of you, hugging your belly like a black cat in a bath. You shouldn't look. You look dead with your clots of black hair waving in the water. I could run away with your shoes and clothes, you'd have to go naked, skin filled, meat hooked forever, I need to use the toilet, I say, high pitched, as I sit my feet, don't reach the floor, you ignore me, dive under, submerge with grey water, wet rag, soaked soap, I shouldn't look, I shrink and think, I will be ripped with the flush into a A grim ocean, circled by seabirds. Then you erupt from the bathwater in sea monster violence, covered in seaweed, foaming and startled to see me. Standing at the edge of your tub, you stare. You tell me to leave. Snapshot. There is photographic evidence of when she shifted her gaze, the exact time when her eyes went out of focus. The picture... Show me growing bigger In pigtails, often alone A snap of a girl with her hand On her mother's shoulder Like a Victorian husband I passed on my birthright To all those unborn boys Soothed her worried forehead Cut out coupons in newspapers For amulets Put them in father's hand So he could keep us safe Stood behind my mother as she prayed At the front door Led her to the kitchen made sure she looked at the babies. There is evidence in her holding them, keeping them close. There is no photograph of me climbing stairs two at a time, no evidence that I tried not to slip and break my neck. Becoming British. They scramble in drawers for affidavits, letters, proof of purchase, receipts, invoices. Voices. Her father was a distinct district judge Kulna Division amidst more shouting letters we need proof of legitimacy of your marriage headlines national worries of smuggling in foreign women whispers her father is a stateless person his affidavit worthless he fled from Bengal during the riots to Denraden. What color is her passport? In a suitcase under the saris, she strokes her wedding jewels, old blue airmail letters from her father. You will bring shame on both our families if you don't marry. Must be somewhere. The vows she said under the stars, garments tied in flesh red and bone white. We need proof of legitimacy of your marriage. In kulisha under a pole star, Circling fire and incense smoke, eternity stamped with the priest's thumb, a kick from God, all papers lost. Kitchen knife. It glinted stainless steel, winking at me, shiny shiny thing, hung sharp, shivering, it gathered momentum on a hook. She sliced onions while her mascara ran. I wasn't safe in her arms, not while things slipped from her face. Any moment, everything could be lost with a slip of the edge into hand, and my foot would taste of blood. Objects had a habit of flying around the plate that hit the side of her skull, and I was holding the banisters tight, knowing. What berries I could find in the woods when they both died. I don't know when I took it into my own hands or when I knew she was as cold and weak as the moon. The look on his face. That wide-eyed stare. Half amused, half scared. When I gripped it, Cutlass smart and told him to get back. The truth. Long ago, In the mumbles, my mother wore saris, all flowing and failed like the martyrs, like the Marys in the giant picture Bible I'd saved up for. My father told me Christ was Krishna, just less colorful. My sister read philosophy, told me about the aching aching chasms, a universe of infinite space between all bodies so I hugged her to stop the voice of that truth she told me Jesus was no more a god than a tree than the tree outside our house I loved that oak so agreed and read the bible more fervently than ever I liked the bible pictures because everyone looked dark and foreign like us with the ve- veils beads and saris I went to chapel in the village heard an old man preaching in his brethren voice. Their Bibles were small, black, with tracing paper pages of tiny words and no spaces. They smiled as I uncovered my Bible for them to see, larger than myself, full color, illustrated with mountains, so I could fall into lands of Palestine, Elam, and Judah, dance through deserts, lament at Jesus' feet and sing, yes, he is a tree. He is as warm as wood. Seaborn A mountain of grey blood crashes into my bones. A hard gult goes wandering into shells of everything. Can you still see it? It avalanches through tunnels made of itself, turns into the sky and eats and eats. With blistering white teeth, I can still hear it. My father told me it destroyed everything. In time turns us into sand. He told me my blood had the same mist as its own. Creatures asked me, can you still smell it? My father told me it seeped into the house. It travels like Hung-neck bird, into scarp, scarping churn, promising a quench of death as it pours from my legs and roars. Can you still hear it? Family holidays. We are crammed into a forest. My sister, fresh from her French classes, did the talking in her perfect X. Ex- in her prefect accent we played in haylofts i learned french from the tarot cards they bought for me at the museum where death sounded like it wanted more space and i spread cards for my father told his fortune later we went to yorkshire dad drove and Mum forgot all the baby's clothes and stood in the doorway at an oxfam shop crying Dad took us to Castle Howard and Haworth and bought me a book about a headless woman who kept screaming. Amrita, the nectar of the Hindu gods. There were gods in our cupboards. A family of cosmic giants shrunk to fit in our airing cupboard. The vastness of Brahma's celestial omnipresence infused our sheets, our school uniforms with the glory of Atma. Atman. She lit incense and fed him milk, said Bengal prayers under her breath. Krishna leapt from the piles of jumpers and folded towels to her delight. He closed the cupboard door and shut it tight winked his god eye and skipped his musical way down the stairs into the kitchen she followed him laughing laughing kali the cutter had stolen out tripping tripped quietly behind him behind them tongue out arms poised ready to fight mother danced around the house with krishna oblivious until she bumped into the black face of night whose thousand eyes gripped her. hundreds hands slapped her and whispered, Where are your children? Neighbors brought us fish and chips that night as the doctor's drugs turned the gods to ghosts. Mother slept. She didn't know that the gods did not look after us. Moon Apple moon, crisp and creamy, pale Someone took a greedy bite out of my, out of her cheek And left me with nothing to suck but my thumb As Dad drove her back from the hospital She kept watching me in the car Peering, twisting from her passenger seat Always just out of reach, go faster Get me away from her I pull at my eyes so she won't look She's busy anyway with the Big Dipper, with Orion the Crab Nebula, in on the joke, with the seven sisters, blue and frozen, cracking in ice, I'm stuck, in the dark, listening to it melt, the sound of frostbite, and shouting, drenched in moon, black holes, that black sky is not dangerous when you look, when you took my hand and pointed into the past. There are a million, million suns more than that. We were marvelous together, sharing night's kind dark. Somewhere inside the belly of night are infinite pinpricks, turning Nova, a violence of daylight burning, into all the things you told me. You never let me forget I was your daughter. Only men with sons will go to heaven. I watched you burning out, pointed at your mistakes. To your disgust, you sneered at my blackness, smarted from your combusting. So I walked into the garden alone, unafraid to absorb the vastness you had forgotten. The Welsh House The house is covered a skull embarrassed by ferns and furs that hold its bone face in quiet shame. The concrete porch steps are now slippery, wet and covered with slime. I'm careful now, though I bound up them as a child. You told me I fell at the top of those stairs and you held me presented me to the new house, like coming to a new country. We disappeared into this house where we loved but couldn't touch. Leaves against windows, scribbling, shouting, and rain, more and more rain. Inside mother's silent terror and decay, I grew and left. You clung to that house, to her, year after solitary year, she went mad inside that house, an immigrant madness, lost in Hobson, Jobson, and Hubbub, Hubhub, lost in the Chittagong Hills, lost in poems of the 12th century. Indian kings, I was the foreigner. This house surrounded by doctors and teachers, decay with a green, tangled fan, it urges me to run away while both of you have become native to her wetlands. The house whispers, we do things differently here. Mother. These are dangerous grounds, absent and congealed. The trees too big to stand so near the ho- this house, in its boggy land where she grows sideways Itching, plucking, and twitching into a child made of ivy. Storm after storm keeps attacking to keep watch over each other. I can't hold you. The tree groans from outside. It says it will all come crashing. You should never have let me get out of hand. She presses her palms to the pain. Here's the gales, quarrels. The tree cracks and moans until morning, until it crashes into the front room. Arching, shattered limbs through the French doors, only the sofa and carpet catch its fall. The child wants to hold all 60 foot of it in her arms to set its breaking boughs. It sprawls, cradle and all, needles and thorny secretions all over the hall. She watches it straddled by men, sawing its wooden bones. Hears them say they will dry the sticky pitch for the fire. Sita. Rama and Sita are the ideals of the Indian nation. All children, especially girls, worship Sita. The height of the woman's ambition is to be like Sita, Swami Vivrikananda. She tries to sleep all day, watches the clock by her bed. Soon the children will appear at the kitchen door, shirt collars scummed, hungry, dirt stuffed under their nails. Sunlight stifles her eyes, muscles too soft to pull blinds. She stays still, careful not to provoke. Flinches as she sees all the stains she has left unwiped. Sometimes she is inside a snowdrift. If she looks closely at the thud of flakes, she sees her mother making syrup from roses. She hears her voice saying, Sit close, be quiet. She has forgotten that face even when she traces the outline of skin on photographs. Then her mother came to her in a dream to say she's leaving. Doctors give her pills to take, but don't tell her anything, and all she wants is sleep. Famine. They weren't brother and sister, but close enough. Found a house. Made of marzipan, sugared almonds, gobstop, furs, cola cubes, blackjacks. They never killed the witch. She left of her own accord. Left them to it. Eat yourselves out of house and home. For a while they danced, ate bread with warm milk and sugar. Then their babies came like lost children, stuck in a house of sweets with no one to feed them, Friday nights were best, Wonder Woman, Bionic Man, do whatever you want, you know best, so they loaded shopping trolleys with orange ice lollies, pork pies, pasties, Kit Kats, it's find us crispy pancakes, stayed up all night, watched Hammer House of Horror, their house filled with holes their children, rotten. Our father, never the tallest of giants. We needed you so we wouldn't get over mighty. You were Varuna, lord of oceans, but you tricked us, turned into uranium, our alpha particle. When you dated the earth, you turned silvery white at the temples It didn't take much to make you explode at nothing. Space, oceans and sky. Spread, spreading seed into blackness. Never rose to the heights. God of nothing. Perhaps your stories were lies. We grasped when you cried. We gasped when you cried in front of us. For the first time we saw how small you were. Page 29, The Engineer. I once thought he blew out the wind as I saw plumes from the giant tumblers, a makeup of spray, forests of pipework. He made us a house from gas, holidays, from puffs of smoke. Like a genie, he appeared back home, tired and full of equations. He drove us to the refinery at night where the lights made magic cities. Against cobalt cloud. I thought he must. Be a wizard. Sitting inside that cooling tower. A storm. In a giant's cup. With concentration. Burning perforated paper. Into ash and fire. (coughs) Pardon me. He let me try on his hard hat which never saved him from being blown down all that fire and water all that oil combusted when the spell was exhausted and they shut the plant down redundancy stew a welsh recipe from 181982 <coughs> ingredients 2 cups of indifferent gazes at site visits 6 shredded mortgage letters 12 canceled meetings with the head of engineering a surname consistently misspelled eight chicken pate sandwiches eaten alone in the staff canteen a sick wife you can get these in continental shops (coughs) three small children various sizes memories of a small brown woman wavering from Daca airport choose a good vintage be generous with these Two first-class degrees with distinction, whispering in corridors, al dente, grit from Baglan Bay, add oil, continue to reduce, make certain it is privatized before basting, do not heat, all ingredients must be cold to the touch, pummel firmly with your fists, use your fists, freeze immediately, this dish can be enjoyed for many years into the future <clears throat> Mumbles pub crawl Damsy sat outside the pub it stared at the girl that watches its waves were thick of her only the moon was important that beam of light he slid down everyone was drunk she was too something else in her eyes would run if there was trouble They walked, one shadow, one moon, muttering on the headland, suggestions of tidal waves and surges. Only the young are that urgent, he said. It was before she was a woman, before she was kissed, living like a sharp smack of fist, pretending to be a girl, pretending to be a boy, the lights jazz handing them from the chemical plants across the bay. A blue-black blue black moon sat on the swings, mad with the air, and he told her things, beautiful as a soap bubble. Something dressed as a fiction slunk home in a sea drift of lime and vodka. And swinging, and the swing untangled, kept waving and smiling. Oh, no. Hmm? Oh, where's dad? He's taking a nap. Songs of the Soil Kallen Lan Welsh hymn, translation A Pure Heart Jaya Hindi refrain from Indian national anthem Victory to Thee Waterlogged, overtaken by tides, swamped clay sinking in soil that makes me homesick I sing Kallen Lan near the estuary, I think I see paddy fields growing in Lilan Hedian Hred- Marsh I paint my face with mud feet squelch in grass shoeless in my past with the suck of earth what's she singing in her unconsolable hum on the bank of the Hoogly, a thin man dressed in white rags took the ground in his hands made a bird shaped flute with the wind's tongue, undecipherable places where these voices come. Callan onset, callan lan. Sand and mud in his diphthongs, her vowels more steady, boiled in a sinking city. Jaya hey, jaya hey. She sang me a nation nation's anthem i didn't understand. Just the kiss of her voice quieter than my brave Welsh hymn. The Principal Boy I return to the theatre after curtain call. All backstage, all eyes, no hands, you say, try to make me laugh. Keeping Keeping me interested in you, even when it's all over. You need me to think of you as a hero. This is where he landed you, said, where he disappeared. She sits listening to you with dead ears, cutting up old magazines, pictures of pretty dresses. She pins them to our tattered clothes. She reads out recipes from good housekeeping while we play soldiers and eating and sleeping and holding up a house with only one beam. You hold onto the house as you take off, grease paint, eyebrows, nose, mouth, and we listen with an appetite for tales of shepherd's pie, old fish and chips, and you change into a shadow where I shine a light into the show and stand near the trap door where I watch you sleep like a boy made out of salt, petra, and sawdust. The Bite Mark. The night I was I open the doors and windows of my house it enters like a crumpled child we're both amazed as it sets out from the street all sweet it lights a halo around us from the past it stains my cup with red wax shines our secret marks leaves inked thumbprints on the stairs It's lights, the color of your eyes, more like steel than I can recall, makes you forget almost everything. You speak like a chime of a clock, tell me that I don't want the likes of you inside my house. The warning louder, a warning louder than a snake. I laugh out the owls that nestled inside me for so long, gaze as they fly to the rocks, It gently stings, a singed kiss, as it passes to wake us, it turned you into Orpheus. As I slip on this, as I slip on its bite, my heart scared with your wound, I keep it open with my teeth. The Diary Entries Day One I Forgot Myself dream about him the same one for years i go through old diaries scour for certainties events accounts of places i visited each day neatly underlined day two i find only dreams recorded he's in them holding me putting up curtains arms around the house telling me not to worry sometimes in spring surrounded by blossoms I'm leaving. Day three, carrying down dark streets of forgotten Camden. Breathless in a tower block, I enter a flat, I open drawers, letters, cupboards, read everything to lie, cheat, steal my way into someone else's life. Day four, I hide out, didn't write down who I was running from. I'm beside myself, shoot myself in the foot. Reread all the dreams I ever had to search for him. I'm certain I know their meanings. Page 36. The Rescue. Suicide kills two people, Maggie. That's what it's for. Arthur Miller after the fall. The signs are propped up by sandbags in low light on Caledonian Road. And I remember the nurse telling me at our team meeting... Talk, talk, about the rope. Around his neck, never let silence hit back. Stem the punch that lives behind closed doors. I pass a girl, missing a few teeth. She holds a bent stalk of grass in a bruised hand. She's at my shoulder, whispers in my ear, says, forgive me. I don't know how to live. I start my shift to the sound of morning brushstrokes. Recall my orders given on a disembodied phone. Talk, talk about the rope around his neck. Never let silence hit back. Stem the punch that lives behind closed doors. I look at my notes that say he lives in a flat past Junction Road. Keep traveling on sleepless, passing large Art Deco gates that shut my history out. Talk, talk about the rope. At Highgate Road, I push on his open door. See him at the top of the stairs, testing the strength of the suspended flex. Running Backward You're slow like Northumberland this November. The world's behind your eyes. You keep tapping your bald patch until I notice. You make us eggs. Take me into your woods where you feel safe. Last November, when you stay, you make tea, splash whiskey in a cup and tell me the things you've been running from have caught you. Show me your paintings of dead crows so long ago. After the split, we sit over cider at the the world's end. I try not to ask questions. You say nothing about us being broken, one broken mirror. I wonder if I will see you again. In a past life you scurry ahead of me. Watchful as a hare. Your job to protect me from myself. Letting me look at sky rain. And the light on railings. When you march like a Roman soldier. Down Caledonian Road. In that North London flat. We smoke with edgy friends. You swear you don't love him. Say he's not your type. You sweep your hand through your thick black hair. I watch... You both laugh and play your guitars to Pink Floyd. Pl- in the beginning when we met, I fall in love with your weird art school mustache, your northeast handsome phone voice that says, "I'm lush." I say, "Great, come and live and play with us." Dream dictionary. <clears throat> Abandoned Apple, Abattoir, Ace, Agent, Art Magazines, Ash, Autopsy. They don't disguise their meaning. The outside and inside become the same substance. They enter anyone, no warning from everywhere. Arson. This dream means a change for the better. Bear baiting, bedlam, bedroom, beast, biplane, bride, burden, bust. In bouts, they re- reorganize, file ourselves, and forget. Places with no footholds gather and pool together. All possibilities fire at once, even ones that don't exist. Baby. Nursing a baby means a dina- impending disaster. Camera, catgut, corporation, creature, coattails, cutlass, cauldron, crone. Hot zones break them, waking in different states and stages. It's a theater, the one where it projects, always on, always listening, the beginning of fiction. Corpse, a dream featuring an autopsy portends of an unusual and interesting experience in the future. Creature, it can't lick its neck, its saliva drips on my foot, distracted I've left it paddling my wooden floors Padding my wooden floors it hides its aching jaw, its blood streaked fur. I creep to the shops pretending I don't care. When I get back it smells funny. I light a candle to mask its stink. I write to a friend, tell her I hear an owl panting in the unleaved dark. She emails me back, pay attention. I write a list of all the people I need. Bakers, dentists, candlestick makers, doctors, poets, scholars, shadows. I start believing I can regenerate from a blade of grass. I tell her tomorrow or Friday. I'll insecticide my floors, bleach my towels, fill my heart with oxygen. I'll put it in a bubble bath, paint its nails, blow dry its fur, cover its skin with Germaline, put lipstick on its cracked lips. A collar on its neck. Clean its teeth. As I grasp its mane, its bristles bellows my name. Tigress. Eyes set in stone flesh, dimmed with amphitiphthalene. Her hands were calloused from 45 years of washing up. Shuffles downstairs to to write a list of the day's repairs. From the kitchen, she watches her husband flicking his paper. He sits in their conservatory, glass cracked as it is. Anticipates his need for tea. She serves him over and over again. Seething behind the drugs, under her rock salt mask. The a tigress that was harnessed and lanced. Caged deep inside her chest, she sedates it every morning and every night before bed. Around tea time, her eyes flick open. As her heartbeat quickens, faded carpets become into focus. She listens for the voices of her children in a deserted garden. She is fierce for an hour, stalking Nilgal and Gower, scent marking the garden sniffing out water buffalo behind her husband's back she plans an attack until it starts to get dark until it's time to take her pills. the bride there are leaves growing bulbous and fragmented inside my mirror mother keeps two jars of bitter herbs on her dresser pennyroyal and queen's anne's lace just in case she says She saw me awake that night, her breasts uncovered. Remember when you were a girl, she whispered, when Jesus came to you that night, told you to hold him in your hands until you glistened with pearls? There is nothing left in the mirror. No fear left. I have disappeared into my cells. For God's sake, eat something. My mother screamed at me while I smile, transfigured. The foreigner... He makes a phone call from his desk. The room has kept the secrets of turmeric, milk, old suitcases, washing powder, coriander. Nam Bahavanya Cha Rudra Cha. He tells her, Don't come, don't disturb your mother. She's stable, she's fine. Too much distance from London to Wales, not needed. He won't let her collide with his room. Won't let accusations built from broken conversations overheard long ago disturb. Om Kalakala Namahaya. In the room 30 years ago, she answered his long-distance call. His voice cracked, performing his mother's funeral rites in an unknown town. His daughter, the good child, read weekly shopping lists to him on the phone, counted up. What she'd spent reassured him that her mother had taken the pills. pre mar shama darshana jag jag jana He had no magic to charge up wires to turn his voice into gentle hands. To rest like static on her hair Across the miles from Calcutta to Wales Her voice is clipped now Distant, indifferent Her curt goodbye jabs Reminds him of her child voice Many years ago Reading that shopping list Turmeric, washing powder, toothpaste, coriander Milk Whale Container of meat, matter, and milk Moving ocean lick salt made inside supergiants loyal as a dog in the rush of blubber covered limbs you are that first crash that banged into us we glimpsed you in dark parts your fluke could take us apart you sing to us about Jonah with your warm blood we like Ahab with our telescopes can't fathom your cartilage with maps and charts the cold wife we started slowly we started slowly from alert to cornwallis they were so slippery cold to the touch sometimes it was hard to know whether we were hot or frozen you said i was tremendous squashed your fingers over mold bay i crawled through the flesh pinched bit the dogs and kicked them then drove A pickaxe into the surface near Isashin. I waited for someone to caress me, but my skin was filed raw. It was far colder than you could imagine. Near Eureka, their engines corroded. Tiny ice cold particles found their way inside and made it explode. The Air Force said nothing, it looked like I'd melted. "'as if I was nothing. "'I could see my own core, noticed. "'They dug for zinc and made promises to the Inuit. "'I no longer believed in heat and thaw. "'I remembered you told me they sold them fertilizer "'for sedatives to make the days easier. "'And the Nunavut drank fire water, "'played Wagner as you, "'and as Muskox found a fuselage.' Near the wreck, with no flight recorder. Beast. There was so much hair, it clogged plug holes. She was forever combing and brushing her arms, back, neck. When she left for work, she set about brushing bits of coarse lint from the backs of chairs. Every day, she swept up more bits of him. Large, brittle black toenails, flakes of scalp skin... On his return, she watched him slaver over a pot roast she had made for him, using his saliva resting on plates, leaving his saliva resting on plates. In secret, she collected this debris, made candles from his earwax, bottled him up, spun his fur into balls of wool, created a museum of his natural history, kept jars of him in the pantry, Helped him to let the world believe he was a man. Kindred. His love was a kind of absence. Signed letters, your loving daddy. I asked him to be kind once. His family fractured into a sneer and a memory of who received with birthright a son, the prayers. Wouldn't recall good about his dead brother. Told me about his mother, how she kept a barn of rice through famine and watched village girls fight with their daughters for the bowls she handed to them he called me kind once it sounded like an insult I was afraid to love in case my love was violent like his he gave me the same pump hard drumbeat horse race heart that he had he taught me to stay away from the fire heart's fury. He didn't teach me that love was surrender. Although he had given up, I no longer believe him, all his angry words from darkness, or even believe in his absence. My heart can call out to a kindness, yet I won't wash his dead body. He has other daughters for that. I was bred to send spells into his prior to intone Sanskrit names of God as if I had been his son. Self-Portrait in Maroon and Black After Rothko A black stain, maroon head severed as he slapped and I loved. I painted myself into a corner and turned to stone in an art gallery stitched into soles, my shoes frayed Run faster, he ordered. My thighs bled. Awake past midnight, I should have slept. The room was at a constant temperature. Rattled, he called me Medusa. Cut it out, he said. I smashed windows, slammed doors, stole his money, cut up his tires, all ties. Cut up his ties, all ties. I bit into my painting arm. As the maroon seeped, I didn't know how to wash my own clothes. I was stained, mourning while he was still alive. He let me think what I liked. Let hurt walk like grave threats. Pointed out that I was like in newspapers. Told me I was too black in all white spaces. Stay up late with me, he said. Let's talk politics. I was a little hustler. I can't look at him these days. He rarely calls me. Stay up late, he said. Let's talk about your mother. He says I can't stand the sight of you. Now I only see myself turn into stone in mirrors, hair full of snakes, filled with white space. The displaced. I'm stranded, stacked on this bite of land as the who falls into a gulp. I see lorries piled on a motorway mile, ticking over, listening to boys dying to get across on car radio, static whispers. I hear them drown, fall into the sea. I look over, crenulations etched in chalk, gouged from the earth's core, so we can retrace our river valleys back to the source. An imagined wash trawls over the lemon. Over the must pool, fairies sail over hidden tundra and forgotten rivers. I want them to run with sturdy legs, carrying mammoth boned spear throwers over chalk a- anticlines. Come, I whispered, become overflow, come ice damned. Once before passports checked, before churn and Storega slide that pulls its swollen riptide across the pass they came. They ran over mudflats, over the Dodger Hills with fishing coracles all over their backs. They ran with their bones and red hair. I think I see them made of clouds as the world ends with the drowned bison lost beneath the blue murk of a ditch. I want them to climb over the white cliffs grab the mud of the wash and come to save themselves from flood, become an upward force of blood and run into us. So, there's 50, we're at 55 minutes which means this uh, recording will be ending shortly. I want to thank everyone for listening and uh, I want to wish everyone a happy new year and uh, a new goal setting for your your gregorian calendar if that's something that is in your wheelhouse i i myself have been learning a lot about boundaries this last year of 2021 because of the pandemic and everything else but also about how to try to be grateful I'm really grateful for Lou Mycroft at the Bird for sending me this book, and I don't think I'll be able to get through the, re- the rest, but I will read the titles of the last poems in this book, which is called *Tigris* by Jessica Mukherjee. So Mates' Choice is on page 50. The crone. It's on page 51. That seems like what I'm pretty interested in. Ursa Minor. Mother's Day. Chagall's Drowned Girl. Vernal Equinox. You are in the Hard Places. The Last Woman. Burst. The Last Days Stranger The Climb Darshan Still Life with Shoes Husband The Work So I'm going to read the work and then I'm going to see if I Well first, first I'll go here Jessica Mukherjee is of Bengali heritage and grew up in Swansea. She's been published in magazines including Under the Radar, Agenda, The North, The Rialto, Antiphon and Ink, Sweat and Tears. She is the author of The Swell by Telltale Press, Joyride by Black Light Engine Room, and Flood by The Cultured Llama. She was highly commended for the Forward Prize in 2017 for best single poem, Jessica works in public health and lives in Kent. Tigris is her second collection of poetry, and thank you for this poetry, Jessica. Uh, there's the acknowledgments and thanks, so I can read this in the amount of time that we have left. Versions of these poems have appeared in the Rialto, Antiphon, Agenda, Clear Poetry, Amaryllis, Ink, Sweat and Tears, Poetry Salzburg, The Journal, Frogmore Papers, Three Drops from, The Cauldron, Gold Dust, Lampeter Review, The High Windrow, Under the Radar, Herb Rigwelter, Rig Welter, The South, The Interpreter's House, New Welsh Review, The Lighthouse Literary Review, and The North. The Beast won the Paragram Prize in 2016. Ursa Minor was highly commended for the Forward Prize in 2017. Some of these poems appear in the pamphlet *The Swell*, published by Telltale Press in 2016. Thanks to the editors of all the poetry proce- of all the poetry presses and journals who have published my work. To Patricia McCarthy, Mimi Calvalti, Susan Wicks. Emma Brog for their support and help. Thanks to Simon Tease Jones, who reminded me of the most important things. Thanks to Jane Coman, Coman, Coman for her kindness, skill, and expertise. Thanks to all my poetry and writing community for their support and guidance, and to my friends and family for cheering me on. And with that, we are at 59 minutes so I don't think I'll get too much into this. the work, but this is the last page of the collection, the uh, last page of 68. Inside honey, inside mixed with saliva, all my mother's chemicals and enzymes. I'm vomiting gold slush and juicing flowers, blending elderberry, blackthorn...